0: Hello and welcome to our Workspace Ed Team podcast. My name's Janae. And my name's Tom. And so glad you're with us this week. We have decided to discuss the awesome topic of mindfulness.
1: We are feeling more and more that mindfulness is really something that everybody, not just in our little workspace community, but everybody everywhere, can experience mindfulness and that it is really a great tool for a better life, just to, you know, set the claim up right from the beginning.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I I couldn't agree more. So why don't we dive in? Let's talk about your personal experience with mindfulness.
1: Sure. Um, I have, I think, for a very long time, confused mindfulness with meditation. Okay. And I sort of was thinking of those as one and the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to understand that they're not quite, but they are related. Mm-hmm. And so, in one sense, I've been mindful in short periods for a very long time, starting from being a very young person and being walked through sort of uh, body scan relaxation techniques okay. that my father did when I was in grade school. So. All the way back, I remember those.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, And they work. (laughs) And then maybe five years ago, I got trained in transcendental meditation, which I thought was going to give me some of the skills that it turns out it did not. Okay. Um, And mindfulness, it turns out, is giving those skills so the practice of a meditative form like transcendental meditation which is really concentration Mm -hmm. is not mindfulness Mm -hmm. and doesn't even seem to lead to mindfulness like i did it seriously for two and a half years and it didn't it didn't lead to the same kind of awareness that two or three months of serious mindfulness concentration has done
0: interesting okay
1: um So really in the last year or so, I've gone down a path of trying to learn a lot about the psychology of mindfulness and how it relates to Buddhism. Mm -hmm. That's sort of the path that I took into this whole world Mm -hmm. and been really seriously practicing meditation probably for the last eight of that 12 months and... It's making a material difference, I think, in my daily life, and so I'm happy to share if anybody gets anything out of it, um, even remotely like what I've gotten, then, then that's really great, because mm-hmm. it's been very positive for me in my life, or just very recently. So Wonderful. How about you, Janae? What, uh, what utility have you found in mindfulness practice?
0: So for me, um, I started my own personal experience with uh, meditation and or mindfulness um, right after I had Luke. And so it's been a couple of years that I would kind of dip in and out, but I more so use an app. So a lot of the exercises are guided meditations that range from five minutes. I think the longest I've ever gone is maybe 15 Um, But I typically, usually feel most comfortable in the five to seven minute range, um, which is great to have those options when you do start to play around with this idea of meditating. But for me, I am now on my 23rd day of meditation every day. Um, And again, just five minutes a day using a guided meditation. And I have to tell you, I feel better than I probably ever have before. I feel clearer. I feel I am able to focus a lot more. And that, um, gosh, how can I explain it? That surfacy layer of stress and sometimes even anxiety, I feel has dissipated. No, I'm not saying that those things are not present. <laughs> um, but I think that because of my consistent practice, um, it actually has, for me, allowed me to be more mindful every single moment. And so I do feel that at this, po- at this point, I am actually bringing my best self to the table, um, which is pretty cool and pretty empowering. And so now more than ever, I have to say um, it is totally worth it to find your own personalized method of mindfulness or meditation. Um, And I, I find it very interesting that you see them as related but still separate. I still, in my own personal experience, I still relate them a bit closer, yeah, I, I feel that the, the meditation has allowed me to become more mindful.
1: Let's talk about that a little bit more in detail. I want to I want to try to squeeze those things together or pull them apart or, or examine their relationship. Okay. Um, I think the reason I say they're separate, and maybe this is, I think this is a more recent thing that I've come to understand, that meditation sort of, breaks in broadly into two different groups. There is concentration meditation Mm -hmm. and there is mindfulness meditation. Mm. And they are not the same. And I think it took me, you know, 43 years to come to that realization. I probably could have read a book and found that out much earlier. And so the style of meditation, of transcendental meditation or meta meditation, anything where you really are concentrating on one thing mm-hmm. and trying to jettison all other thinking mm-hmm. that type of meditation gives you a really wonderful experience during that meditation Right. so transcendental is a good word for what happens inside your mind when you are doing that kind of meditation you go somewhere else That's right. where you go <laughs> is unclear but you go somewhere else mm-hmm. than, the, than the world you're living in at the moment and it's a, in that way, it's like a 20-minute vacation
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, from reality.
0: Sounds lovely. <laughs> it, it, it
1: is lovely. Um, but I didn't find that that meant that I approached my daily life much differently after that. Right, So I had 40 minutes of great vac- vacation every day. Mm-hmm. But it was that experience of you come back from vacation, and all of a sudden you need a vacation from me, vacation. Right? You need a couple days to wind back into the to the helter skelter of your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's great reflection.
1: It is, yeah, it's great. But you know, when I was doing it to sort of try to bring balance, emotional balance, and stability to my own responses to my daily life, and that didn't seem to happen. With any sort of measurable impact on my, on my emotions. Mm-hmm. And so then enter mindful meditation, mm-hmm. I think is where it is. And mindful meditation also offers that break. I, I, hope that, I hope and trust that you find that.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: But mindfulness expands beyond just the moment of meditation in a way that I don't find that concentration meditation does.
0: Sure.
1: And so that's where I say, like, it's a little bit different than just the meditation itself.
0: Mm-hmm. I I can support that, um, that viewpoint and, and perspective. So I was reading, actually, Wired to Create um, by Scott Barry Kaufman, and he was saying that when it comes to creativity, for example, that not all meditation is created equally, which I think is exactly what you just touched upon, right? Like what is the end result? What is the positive outcome that you're looking for from this experience? And so when you are trying to be creative and innovative, as you were just saying, you don't want to be focusing on just one thing and shutting down all other kind of ideas that are flowing through. You need to find a middle road. And so um, you need to figure out what type of meditation is going to be best that will allow that to happen within, with inside of you or inside of you. Um, and so, I I actually do really value and respect what you're saying. I think that's really important. That if you try meditation or mindfulness um, or anything in between. Um, and it doesn't feel right for you. I think it's great to acknowledge that, um, but don't give up on the concept. I think it's all about finding your own personal comfort with the exercise or the approach that you choose, and um, and then you just kind of have fun with it. And so we were talking about before we started recording. We were talking about like a working definition, right? Mm-hmm. So why don't you share yours, the one that you have, first?
1: Sure. The working definition that I have just been introduced to that I think uh, condenses a lot of the other ones that I've been listening to or reading about, uh, mindfulness is harnessing the innate human capacity to focus our attention on our lived experience in the moment that we're living Mm it and doing that non-judgmentally. So not interpreting, not judging, simply experiencing the here and
0: now. So the definition that I brought to the table, it's about living your life as if it really mattered from moment to moment to moment. And... I feel that's just a nice, lovely extension of what you just said um, in a very simple way. (laughs) And when I hear that definition, um, I feel really empowered. It reminds me that we are active participants of every single moment in our lives. Um, And so... I think this is a nice time to shift gears um, as to why it is really beneficial for our learners to um, practice mindfulness or meditation. And I'm sure as adults and our our parents listening, I hope you understand why this would be great for all of you to practice and experience. Um, There's so many benefits. But for now, let's talk about our learners
1: Sure. I mean, I think you can't really separate out. I I just want to just completely emphasize what you just said, right? That we can't separate out the benefits for a young person and an older person. They are the same benefits. Mm -hmm. They bring the same qualities of mind Mm -hmm. to bear for every human being. And as you experience it, as you learn more about it, It just becomes clearer and clearer that not just for somebody who's trying to learn something, but somebody who's trying to make it through a day in the life of a civilized human being. (laughs) Um, We sort of realize how uncivilized we generally are. (laughs) Um, And so, and I want to back up. I want to (laughs) say one thing about meditation. Okay. uh, Before we really get into benefits. Okay. Okay. The analogy that I really like about meditation is that it's basically going to the gym for mindfulness. Mm. That you are taking 10 minutes, five to 20 minutes or however long you want to spend at it to exercise the skill of being mindful. And when you exercise it, guess what? You get better at it. Right. Like, this is an innate possibility in every single person's brain And therefore, it is also something you can get better at. Mm -hmm. And meditation is that tool to get better at being able to focus your attention on your existence in the here and now, and your experience in that existence. Um, So I don't, while I say that I think there's different qualities of meditation, Mm -hmm. I really am not knocking it even in, in the slightest. It is that practice that allows you... To sort of occasionally through your day, or all the time if you're a master, <laughs> to to be aware that what you're experiencing is is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That the present moment has what it what it needs to have. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and practice that that's the key word. Um, there's definitely days that I've gotten better at better at not judging my experience but there are days where I cannot quiet my mind down whatsoever Um, but I still I sit there I practice I do it and regardless of how the session went um, I do still feel better afterwards so removing that guilt or or fear that you're doing it wrong is a really important part to the process.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting. I had that phrase come through my head when we were talking before. If you're not feeling the benefits, well then you're doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> which can't really be part of the part of the equation. Um, but it is a, a, it is a really interesting. It's an interesting practice and it's an interesting way of thinking about learning a new skill. developing a skill you already have but it's entirely mental and it's entirely internal Mm -hmm. to you and your own experience Um, and and so let's get back to benefits for learners and I will pick a phrase that you just said that you hear all the time in mindfulness talk which is quieting the mind Mm -hmm. and can you talk a little bit about what that means for
0: a learner? Well, imagine this, Tom. You're sitting down for a class or a learning experience and as a human being, your mind is flooded with different thoughts. And there may even sadly be stress and anxiety present and... I would imagine everybody understands that the moment that emotional piece is clicked on, at least for me, I'll own this, I feel that it immediately shuts down like half of my working brain. I feel only part of me is able to um, really participate in that moment that I have any emotions truly um, happening inside. And so with mindfulness, the outcome, or the potential outcome, is that rather than sitting down and having that super busy mind, being able to show up to class or take an exam, which sadly some of our learners will have to do, um, being able to sit down, be fully present, and allowing their best selves to come through, so activating their entire brain. Um, being able to focus, right? So meditation or mindfulness is known to boost executive functioning skills across the board. Focus, emotion regulation, um, all of these benefits that when you're trying to learn something new or be engaged in a learning experience, you're able to tap into. Um, And so to me, every single learner would benefit from doing this, whether it's just three deep breaths um, or you know, sitting down and meditating for five minutes, again, whatever that learner is comfortable with. Um, but there was a study done that the outcome was when these students sat down to take the GREs and they did a five-minute meditation beforehand, there was a 16 point increase on average, right? That's cool. That's pretty crazy. That's significant. Um, and so, you know, to empower your learner, again, to be able to show up and be their best selves for any of their learning experiences is, is pretty great, um, to show them that tool. And, uh, just just the whole calm aspect trying to go through their day in a calm manner um, I, you know I, I see all of it as being so beneficial for so many reasons especially for our, our young teens I'll, I'll do a special shout out for them they have so many different social experiences going on um, that again any type of tool that we can provide for them to help uh, navigate any of these tricky situations. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of see it as a no-brainer. I I think you. Yeah. Or a whole-brainer. <laughs> or a whole-brainer. I think. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I want to. Yeah, I will echo your shout-out um, for adolescence. I think it's very few of us grown-ups would choose to go back and replay our adolescence. Partly because the emotional roller coaster of being an adolescent is, in many ways, quite unpleasant, <laughs> and feels completely out of control. Also, and anything that we can do to provide a tool to smooth out that roller coaster. Yeah. Um, you use the word navigate, so I'll go to the metaphor of you know your mind is is like water in many ways. It feels mm-hmm. like water and sometimes you're tossed around on the waves and it's, it's a rough sea mm-hmm. and what meditation does is give you the ability to sort of maybe drop down deeper to where the water is still mm-hmm. and find that stillness even though there may be chaos out in the outer world or up above yeah. you can seek that quiet and solitude not solitude necessarily but that, that peace of the still water it's a, I mean, that's a beautiful metaphor, I think. And
0: so so it it's so funny that you just say that because one of my favorite um, practices or guided meditations that I use creates that exact visualization. In about six minutes, it's perfect. It's this lovely female voice, and, and she guides you through, you know, being able to go deeper where it is still and calm. And, oh, that was just perfect. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah.
1: And there's other... We can go... Maybe this is a good time to even talk about some of the actual processes that are going on inside your brain. Sure. Because I think among some people, meditation and mindfulness gets this sort of new-agey mm-hmm. um, spiritualism. This isn't really a thing, or, you know, why, why would I want to do this? Um, and... That turns out to just be totally wrong. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> well, um, you know, the, the deepest tradition of any mindfulness was discovered by uh, Siddhartha Gautama, otherwise known as Buddha, right? So 2,500 years ago, he figured out a lot of stuff about how the mind works, and he did it by by introspection and observing his own mind's workings. Mm-hmm. And now that we have, we've had in the last fifteen years just a major revolution in brain science, mm-hmm. and it turns out that, <clears throat> excuse me, much of what Buddha intuited turns out to be completely backed up by our contemporary understanding of the brain. And if that's not cool, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, and you know, Buddhism is pretty free of. Dogma mm-hmm. about beliefs about the way the universe works or any of those things. So if you're feeling like um, it's all about spirituality and connection with the universal, those are things that you might experience practicing mindfulness meditation. Mm-hmm. But it's not really the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's let's go back to an adolescent brain, a mm-hmm. uh, scary place such as it is. Um, you mentioned stress you mentioned anxiety um, we all know the stress of walking into an unknown situation and for an adolescent that's even more heightened mm-hmm. so I walk into this classroom and I'm not sure who's going to be there and I remember the conversation I had with somebody who, who got in a fight last week and I'm not sure how that's going to play out Right? so there's all these elements of stress stress really means that your midbrain is producing cortisol, mm-hmm. which then heightens things like your heart rate, your skin temperature, your um, your muscle tone is tighter. All of these things are riffs on the old fight or flight impulse. Right. Right? They're <laughs> the slightly more advanced versions of fight or flight. Um, and When you take the moment, you said three deep breaths, perfect. Mm -hmm. As soon as you take three deep breaths, and apparently it seems to work better if you can make your exhale about twice as long as your inhale, that's that's a key because the part of your brain that is creating all those stress responses doesn't know language. So, you can't talk yourself down out of stress because the part of your brain that's stressing you out speaks no English or German or whatever other language you want to speak, but it does speak heart rate mm-hmm. and it does speak breathing rate. Mm-hmm. So, if you just sit and take three nice long deep breaths, five might be even better, you tell that part of your brain, mm-hmm. hey, i'm not about to be eaten right i'm not about to get in a fight with anybody right i'm not actually in any real danger and that part of your brain says oh okay and stops producing cortisol and reduces your skin temperature and relaxes your muscle tone Mm -hmm. and then your your frontal cortex which is the one that is sort of "Quote you," unquote, mm-hmm. uh, or that thinking, that voice in your head, mm-hmm. um, that one is able to also say, "Okay, I'd like to relax my right arm," mm-hmm. and you can control those things, and it's just, just relaxes, and it just reduces those tensions by speaking the language of the midbrain and the amygdala. Mm-hmm. Which is really technically what's happening inside of your brain, as opposed to your mind, which might be two different things. Who knows? (laughs) Um, That's where we do get another discussion. (laughs) Um, Right. So whether or not you feel like meditation or mindfulness is a tool to achieve some spiritual goal, to achieve the cognitive goal of bringing your intelligent uh, human brain to the table to sit at an exam, that's what's going on, and it totally works.
0: Absolutely, and, and you know, I think the coolest part about that is that that's in the moment, a benefit that can occur in the moment. So that's not even something that you have to be practicing with, um, like, a, an overall collective effect. That's something that anyone can do at any time and have it... Um, really benefit your your entire mind and body. Um, And kind of just to piggyback on that, there was a 2011 Harvard study that found that just eight weeks, so now if we're talking about practicing some over time for eight weeks um, of mindfulness, it actually led to increased gray matter density in areas of of the brain, such as the prefrontal cortex and the hippocampus, um, that are specifically related with attention and emotion regulation, um, and so again, these benefits—I don't know—they're pretty clear to me, <laughs> they
1: and, and and there's study after study. It, it really is. Uh, it's empirically shown that it is a beneficial set of practices for your brain and your body. Um, Agreed. And and to. The hippocampus is one of the major centers of encoding memory Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And so, anything you can do, especially in an educational context, that will help your hippocampus out uh, is going to result in greater learning because, I guess, if we equate learning with being able to remember stuff, uh, which is a lot of it. You need to remember a skill, remember a fact, remember how to apply uh, a given equation in a math, in a complicated math situation, whatever it is. Right. <clears throat> if you are flooded with cortisol, your memory will be impaired. Mm-hmm. And so anything you can do to de stress will be helpful. Unlike as adults, we never have these experiences.
0: Never. <laughs> Never, ever. I'm totally calm all the time. That's
1: right. That's right. (laughs) Being an adult means achieving a state of eternal calm.
0: (laughs) And bliss. Internal bliss. Let's talk about some different tools that people could use if they are playing around with the idea of exploring mindfulness or meditation.
1: There's a lot.
0: There are a lot.
1: I (laughs) would say the United States is having a mindfulness moment, which is great. Um, I think we could all use it. So where to begin?
0: Where to begin? So well, I'll just I'll start um, just by giving props to the apps I use. Um, for me, that's the easiest way to do it. And it, obviously, as I've said, I really do like the guided meditation. Although there's plenty of different options within these apps. Some are free, some you do have to pay for. Um, some have courses. That you could opt into. Um, But I love the apps because, for the most part, they allow you to choose the kind of goal or potential outcome you're looking for. So, if you're looking to get some more clarity, if you're looking to reduce stress, um, if you have five minutes versus 10 minutes to play around with these. These apps allow you to choose from all different types of options. Um, and so for me, the ones that I've been using lately, Insight Timer is a great one. Uh, Budaphy, another great one. Um, I could go on. We'll add those to the notes in the podcast as on, more to it, explore.
1: What are others that you've experienced?
0: Oh, okay. Meditation Studio. Um, I believe that that has shifted into paying uh, you know, a monthly membership, Um, But that's a great one. Calm and Headspace. um, Both, I think for the most part, again, have that membership piece. But they do have like free seven day courses to to introduce you to mindfulness. Um, And then I also have some books and cards, especially if you're trying to introduce this to um, our younger learners. So I have those in my office my favorite for younger for a younger child is sitting still like a frog it has the book and then it also comes with actually it's a cd but i i download it onto my phone so i have the digital copy um but it is just really great um child appropriate guided meditation ways to introduce it to them um Oh, I just I love that, actually. I've used that with so many of my, my kids through the years.
1: I'm going to steal it from you and bring it to my house.
0: Please do. <laughs> Please do.
1: So I will add two more apps. Okay. One is called 10% Happier, mm-hmm. and the other is called Waking Up. And both of those, I believe, are also subscription models. If you get on Waking Up before February 1, you can get half off your subscription. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> and... So they are both um, introductory courses into mindfulness meditation. And I will put in another plug for Insight Timer, which is one of the ones that has a really amazingly large store of free guided meditations. And I've used them with my own children to sort of sleeping relaxation ideas. Um, And so I'm trying trying to bring those along those are those are very nice and the other and other practice that I've picked up and this was through uh, reading or listening to Thich Nhat Hanh's book called The Art of Living where he describes a practice in their monasteries or meditation centers where someone will ring a bell okay Maybe similar to the one that opened this episode. <laughs> um, or it could be a Tibetan singing bowl or some something like that. And everybody, no matter where they are, what they're doing, just stops and listens to the bell. And takes some mindful breaths. And so they they have a culture of having built in these little mindfulness breaks. And... For a totally different reason, I had an app on my phone that was reminding me four or five times a day uh, to sort of check in with where I am, and so I have taken that. So when that app pops up on my phone, mm-hmm. I use that as my as my bell, and I will just try to take some take three or four deep breaths and feel where I am, see if I can experience my life as it as it happens. Awesome. Um, so that's another just a little hack you can do mm-hmm. throughout your day. What are these cards that you have here today?
0: Um, so these are a calm for children, mindful moments cards, and so they're broken down into different categories. Um, it seems
1: we and... sort of into these decks. Of cards, <laughs> yeah, clearly, kind of like tarot cards. clearly, <laughs> clearly,
0: we like. A good deck of cards or <laughs> or um, tangible tools, right? Um, <clears throat> and so there there's five five different uh, categories. We have stillness, listening, grounding.
1: I have community and strength.
0: Ooh, strength! Let's hear an example of what strength would be.
1: Hal Borland said. If you would like to know strength and courage, welcome the company of trees. Oh. What did he mean?
0: Interesting. Well, that's Sorry. a deep one. <laughs> that's our strength.
1: Yeah, that's really great. Actually, <laughs> in The Art of Living, um, Thich Nhat Han's book, he spends, in the last chapter, he talks about the tree and why we are inspired by trees. And part of his reasoning is because a tree is a tree. It is nothing other than a tree. It doesn't try to be a blade of grass or a person. And we find wonderful strength and solace in something that exists mm-hmm. being itself and being truly itself.
0: Which I like maybe that. Maybe is
1: the goal of mindfulness.
0: I like I that a lot. For grounding, an example that would be under that kind of um, category is, imagine a trail that goes into a forest. Picture the trail with sunlight shining on it. Walk along the trail, slowly noticing plants and animals around you. Now, find a special place in the forest and sit quietly and listen. What do you hear? And so these cards provide prompts um, to encourage a mindful moment with your learners, for yourself. You know, it's just another way to explore this whole idea. Um, Even something, you know, this doesn't require a tool, but um, even just a mindful walk outside. So yes, that was a visualization of one. um, But we have beautiful woods right in our backyard here at Workspace. And um, just going out with the intention to just notice the sounds, what you see, what you feel um, can be quite powerful as well. And so perhaps that's even a nice way to start an introduction if you think your child um, would be hesitant to this, yeah, figuring out how to create those moments without making it a big thing throughout your day, similar to, to what you were saying, Tim.
1: Yeah, and I think... Uh, what just occurred to me is that it's probably much easier for a young child to be mindful than a grown person, <laughs> um, because we are we are the product of all of our past experiences, and it's hard not to to dwell in those. And we also feel like it's our responsibility to prepare for a future that doesn't exist. And
0: now that's a deep one. <laughs> And
1: so, either, you know, we're, we're dwelling on the past or we're dwelling on the future, and both of those places are pretty good paths to unhappiness. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of research surrounding that as well. If you, you know, yeah. But the good experiment is to sit quietly and uh, think about the past for a few minutes, and then try to pay attention to... What kinds of things your brain has brought up for you, and are they positive or negative? And you will probably find most of the time that it's negative. Yes, guilty. Yeah. Well, there's there's another Harvard study called "A Wandering Mind" is an unhappy mind, Mm. and that's exactly what they found uh, to be true for most people. And so, again, that that the present moment is all you actually have, ever. And so to, to really ex- experience it and, and be there and be present for it, I mean, if you're not present for the present moment, what what's the point?
0: Right. Be an active participant in your life.
1: Yeah. What's the, remind, what's the quote that you read at the beginning?
0: It's about living your life as if it really mattered from moment to moment to moment
1: and i would just say it does really matter because it's your life and all you have is those moments that's right to quote ugwe the past is history the future is a mystery and all in the now is a gift that's why they call it the present
0: I think I also heard that on Kung Fu Panda. That's
1: (laughs) Ukwe, Master Okwui is the the tortoise.
0: I was like, who are you pulling right now? That's amazing. Um, Well, so I I think it's pretty clear we are big fans of uh, mindfulness and meditation. And so we hope you have found this helpful. And we hope wherever you are on your own journey, we hope you continue to explore
1: Absolutely, and clearly, as Janae just said, we're both both big fans of this, and we've both spent a fair amount of time educating ourselves about uh, what mindfulness can mean and how to get there, and both of us are working on this on a daily basis and failing on a daily basis and succeeding (laughs) on a daily basis, and we would love to uh, consult with you on your journey if you want if you want to talk with us about it. Absolutely. And in a couple of months, or maybe a month or so, we hope to have a guest come from, mm-hmm. who's done a lot of work with the Mindful Schools Organization, which is a really great uh, group that's really trying to bring mindfulness into mm-hmm. schools and really make this part of the of the water of education.
0: It's fantastic. Um,
1: and they've done some really good work in schools with high rates of violence and things like that, and, and really found wonderful benefits for everybody and so we'll let you know when she comes to visit it'll be a good day
0: great yeah that'll be a lot of fun all right well thank you so much and um let us know what you want to hear about we would love some ideas and different topics that you would like to hear us discuss
1: absolutely enjoy your present moment